if I ever get my granny to pray for you or pray on you, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> Happy Sunday, y'all. Are you sure you're in the right place? Well, you've tuned into the right podcast. Good conversation, no gimmicks, but sarcasm is in full effect. If you're sensitive, you can make your ex. You can go. You'll need big pennies and big draws to enter in. Are you packing or sacking? You nasty. This is No Kickstand Podcast with Brooke Essence. I can only be me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Kickstand Podcast. By golly, you think you're Einstein, don't you? That's what I want to say to some folks. Like, you think you know everything, but you really don't know nothing. It's like chess. It looks like an L, but it's disguised as a W. I had your number all along. <laughs> but, with everything that's going on, are y'all enjoying the quarantine? Being quarantined? But, Moving on to the topic of today. What are some things you wished you knew when you were younger that you can apply to to your life today? And also, what things would you like to see brought back to the forefront? And that ties in with the word of today. Webster, help me. Um, abundance. What is abundance? That's just a question. I'm going to let linger for a minute. Abundance. How do you classify abundance? What is abundance to you? What does abundance look like? For me, abundance isn't something that's tangible. Um, It's not material. If anything, it's a mindset. How you carry yourself, how you handle adversity, how you calculate situations and assess if your energy is worth it, or even worth stooping to other people's level in a confrontation that's meaningless. Making an impact on others because you know how it would benefit them. Not doing it for attention or hint a motive or to brag about it. But all in all, being okay with just enough and not being wasteful. Not overusing something just because you know it's at your expense and it will always be there. Are you abundant in your craft? Meaning, are you pouring into it and it's pouring back into you? Reciprocating. These things make a difference when you begin to understand your passions, your purpose, and also looking at life. Do you really need to spend an excess amount of money on something that has no 
value to it. One motto that I live by, and this is how I am, um, I'm never going to put nothing over my family. Never. Never. Family time, to me, is important. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have is family. And that's just me. You know, some people probably don't have good relationships with their parents, with their siblings, you know, with their family or extended family. But just growing up and seeing the importance of it and how during difficult times we all come together and put our differences aside um, is actually a beautiful thing. So to me, that alone is abundance. And understanding that is nothing to be taken lightly. So, for me, that's abundance. Also, um, knowing and learning things on your own and not being spoon-fed something just to satisfy you or because it could be worse is also a form of abundance because you're seeking more than what is given to you and you know that is more out there to offer your inquisitiveness and curiosity is a form of abundance. Because a lot of people, truth be told, just through traveling, volunteering, interacting with different people, different ethnicities, it's one common factor I have found. People love to be told what to do and how to feel a certain way. People love following people. I ain't no follower. Because why I'm going to follow you if you don't even love yourself you or and you don't even know where you going? I can't follow you. Where are we going? No, I can't. I'm not. Why would I follow you if you don't even know where you going? Again, you have to truly love yourself in order to seek higher and know that you want more and know that, hey, I can't just go along with the norm or just be complacent. Like I said, people love being told what to do and have others think for them. How do you feel? Uh, it's whatever, you know, whatever you feel. Um, this is what they said. What What do you know? You know, what do you know? I don't care about what they said, especially if I'm not convinced or I don't see any proof that anything they have done is positive or had a positive ROI. ROI, return on investment. Constantly, people ask me, how do you know so much or why do you love learning? Why are you a nerd? You know what I do? I flip it back on them and ask them, why aren't you? Why don't you love learning? Um, when I was a kid, I went to private school. Went to a private school before I went to public school. So I believe I was at that private school about two years. Two years, roughly two years. It was a Christian school. And after that, you know, uh, my parents put me back in public schools. And I graduated from public schools. So throughout my entire public school career, um, I only made two C's. Two or three C's from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. 
how because I understood the curriculum of the education system of the state of Georgia. I knew what they were looking for. I followed the code and played the game. Remember, y'all remember the game, red light, green light, go! And the person who shouted, shouted the colors tried to make, you know, try to say the colors fast so you will move incorrectly or get out of place and you'll be out. That's how the education system is. That's how corporate America is. That's how any system that is ran simply for gain, if it's in, if it's to gain income, if it's to gain um, students to a university, if it's to gain employees to a job, it's everything has a system. Even religion has a system. When, going back to the education system, when you are given a lesson and the teacher gives you the syllabus and you look at it, it was clearly stated what the objective, objective is for that semester um, and the attentions of the lesson and what you and what they hope you will learn and gain from it. And hopefully both parties come in an agreement to accomplish this, right? So that's what a syllabus is. It's just the outline of what you're supposed to learn, what they're supposed to highlight. And hopefully you can make a good enough grade to pass and go on to the next course. Cool. So once I figured out this is a system, I need to learn exactly what they're giving me. But then so more because I hear you. you. You understand what I'm saying? I hear what you're teaching me and the information you're giving me, but I don't trust it. I don't trust everything that you're teaching me is going to prepare me for your test, going to prepare me for the SAT, ACT, the end of course test or college, or even for professional life as far as getting a career, buying homes, um, buying cars, um, understand stocks, funds, um, dividends. You understand what I'm saying? So don't get me wrong. I had wonderful teachers and was prepared well ahead of the curve when I entered freshman year of college. I didn't have to take some classes because I took them in high school. And also, many of my high school classmates are very successful in their careers. They're doing real well. So I understand this is the exception. So I'm going to speak from a general sense, from a broader and more calm, common experience, or high school experience. I know others weren't as fortunate. So just follow me. Just follow me. By going the extra to teach myself and research information beyond what the teachers taught me has helped me in the long run. Going back to abundance, I know it was more than what they were teaching me because everything was adding up. Everything was adding up. <laughs> so I sought out more information to prepare me beyond what they were teaching me. Going back to being inquisitive and curious. Um, so by going the extra to teaching myself and researching information beyond what the teachers taught me has helped me again in the long run. Many people want others to tell them information and tell them what to do. Why? Why? You should know yourself better than anybody. Not saying that you 
know what you're going to be or how you're going to feel tomorrow or a month from now or a year from now or three years from now. But at the same time, you know yourself better than anybody. Yes, you're still figuring yourself out while you're going and growing as an individual. But I don't trust somebody else more than I trust myself. That's not my mindset. Well, I'm going to listen or follow you when you, again, don't even know yourself or know where you're going. That doesn't make sense. So why should I trust that the information you're giving me is going to sustain me and benefit me beyond this classroom? When you're not even teaching the real history, this is one example. <laughs> you're only including slavery. Like, that's the only thing black people have have to hold on to. When it's been two, 3,000 years before the darn, what is it, um... Grecians and the Romans began writing books and talking about the Odyssey, the Iliad, and all that. You understand what I'm saying? Before all that black people or African history was ruling the world. Invented everything. But I ain't gonna get into that in this episode. But, again, you're only including slavery. That's the only thing black people have, have to hold on to. Not. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> so you're teaching me this, you know, these great American literature books and stories. But what about black literature? What about Hispanic literature? What about Native American literature, Asian literature, Middle Eastern literature and history? You see, are you following me? You following me? So I soaked all this in. I studied what I need to study in order to get good grades so I can have that be a ROI for me return on investment. By doing this, I maintained a high GPA to where I could go to college for free. As long as I made a 3.0, I maintained a 3.0 or higher throughout college. On top of that, I had another option. I could have went and played basketball on scholarship too. So again, I always kept my options open because I never knew what any gift, if any given situation would leave me burnt like toast. And I learned this is by watching other people and listening to the stories and their mistakes and their mishaps and trying to avoid everything they went through as far as what I could avoid. You know, analyzed it and planned, and I determined how to play the cards I was dealt. Um, now, as an adult, I don't look for other people to teach me stuff because they're not obligated. That's not their job to do that. If someone offers assistance and want to help and have nothing and won't hold that over my head, then cool. But again, you seek and you shall find. Just having a curious mind not want to be in the dark about stuff that I know will directly impact my life is what makes it's what makes me constantly want to be a learner, you know, a novice. Um, seek information, you know, and learn little by little. Again, when you love yourself, I mean truly love yourself, you will not tolerate BS. You will not accept people treating you any kind of way. Um Regardless of backgrounds, physical characteristics, money, demographics, education, anything, you will find the information and, and adjust to your life if you thoroughly evaluate yourself and acknowledge your strengths and weaknesses. And we all have strengths and weaknesses. It's just full. It's just actually looking at yourself and analyzing you for who you truly are, and accepting that and working on yourself. And you know, some people don't see anything wrong, so they're not going to make any changes. It's, just how it is. Um, example, if you complacent making $15 an hour, clubbing, chasing men or women, drinking, smoking, or still doing whatever you consider as fun, then no, you probably don't see a need to better yourself or get better opportunities. Why? 
because you're doing everything you want to and then some making fifteen dollars an hour working forty hours a week. It's nothing wrong with that. I ain't knocking it because this you know how some people live. But I'm just telling you, if you don't if people don't see nothing wrong with their lives and it's and they're happy, they're not gonna make adjustments. You know, they're not gonna see beyond their current standpoint and their they're not going to look into their future. You can see potential in somebody all day and know that what they're capable of. But if they don't see it in themselves and they're happy with what they're doing, just let it be. Just let, let it be. Um, in contrast, if someone says, hey, I'm making $15 an hour working $40 a week. I can make $35 an hour and work less hours if I improve a skill set. You know, if I learn Spanish. I come better in Excel spreadsheet, understand pivot, pivot tables, data, um, how to read data, um, understand the standard deviation, logistics, or improving skills on coding or taking a management course to understand EEOC, um, different case studies, diversity in the workplace, etc. If they see this opportunity, they will invest in themselves because they have they have outgrown themselves. They have outgrown the old them. And they're younger for 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 more. And again, I said they have figured out, hey, I can work less hours and get paid more. Going back to the system, everything is a system. All this stems back to childhood. Your neighborhood and your friends had a system, right? Once you, if once everyone knew their roles in the group and the unspoken rules that were put in place, you understood the system. The same rules apply today as adults. It's a system. And going back to the childhood um, example, on the corner of my house where the stop sign is, that's where we met up every day. Every day. No one said this is our spot. We just knew that was our spot because of habits. Every one of us is creatures of habits. Is a creature of habit. If you study tendencies and repetition, Everyone has these two things that will always remain a constant. Why? Because we don't like doing things that are unfamiliar. Unfamiliarity scares us because it's the unknown. Our mind is wired to protect us from stuff that it triggers as dangerous because it doesn't want to go through pain or let down or be let down again because it knows exactly what it is and how it feels and what it thought it would be. So comfort zones are good because I know Comfort zones are good because we know what to expect from them. Even if something bad happens from that comfort zone, we know how to recover because this isn't our first rodeo. Um, you have some control over it. So it's logical yet emotional. Most times it's emotional and logic is not the kind of logic you're familiar with or recognize in different situations that you're not familiar with because it's completely different. It's foreign. So I hope that makes sense, makes sense to y'all. Um, for example, the political race. On the demo blues side, I don't, I'm not saying Democrats, because blues, I'm saying demo blues, for one, the color is blue, and they been, they ain't been looking too good, like, they ain't been looking too good. Where's my harmonica? Where's my harmonica? So, B.B. King can sing the blues. But, um, I believe the old and young are torn on certain stances. Biden and burning. Again, B.B. King. 
B.B. King, he's going to play the blues for y'all. Um, they're torn, the old and young generation are torn in between Biden and Sanders because the older generation feel like, oh, we, you know, paved the way. You need to vote. You know, that's our right to vote. You know, as long as you voting, you should be satisfied. It's like, I should just be satisfied with the bare minimum. And the agenda is the right to vote. I know I was talking to a good friend of mine, and we were having this conversation. Um, He's in his 20s also. And I'm thinking, the right to vote is the agenda. So you're just going to be voting just to be voting or voting for someone just because they were the VP to a black president. When he actually is the one that had enforced all these crime laws. No, no. So as long as we vote, that should be good enough for us. Don't pacify us. That's the mindset of the younger generation. Again, we have access to so many, uh, so much information, but at the same time, what has really improved from back then? Besides integration, you know, yeah, you can go, you know, to college anywhere if you want to. Um, You can get jobs. I'm saying as far as residual income and leaving a legacy for black people. I'm speaking from my culture. I don't know about other cultures. Um, I think they have been, the older generation, have been blinded for too long when it comes to these political debates. Um, you know, like that turn to cheat philosophy or quit looking for handouts speech that they keep saying. It's like, nobody's looking for handouts. But let's be fair and assess the situation. If other people are being granted funds from the government because of certain hardships they have went through, why are we excluded from that? You know, in addition, like, do extensive research. I believe my generation do extensive research, and we know when BS is BS. It seemed like the wool is part of the eyelash now. You know, that's why the wool is part of their eyelashes. My generation, young people don't care nothing about this election because there's nothing for us to care about as far as policies. For one, many people in our age range are in debt, working multiple jobs, caught up in this financial and economic beast that we did not create. Wages are low, rent is high, there's a scarcity of resources depending on your ge geographic location. So tell me again why I need to be excited about this devil's game when either way I gotta survive. Tell me why. And it's ridiculous to the point that we shouldn't be further along as a tribe of individual people. The fire that was once here and embedded has been repl replaced with complacency and lukewarm power. When COINTELPRO made it strike, I believe it really did fulfill what it was intended to do. Take the heart, soul, power from the black people in the United States. This be okay with good enough, but at the same time point the finger at other people, yet we are still harming ourselves in many ways. We speak down about ourselves through the music, the black woman is not appreciated. 
I don't think the black woman appreciates herself through all the trials and verbal abuse, um, belittling, disgracefulness, um, the burden of raising the family, not knowing if that man is going to stick around. And also flip it back on the black man, have to hold in and suppress your emotions. You know, being seen as a villain, when in reality you are a humble giant and gentle. Being, you know, looked at and seen and profiled just for existing. So it's both the women and men, you know, like we have to find an even balance. You have to come together. And that's why I don't listen to that music that only glorifies how good your pussy is, how good your penis is, um, beating it up, got the dough, got bricks. You know what I'm saying? Because I have family members and friends that have been affected by that kind of stuff. So why would I want to keep reliving that or listen to that music? You know what I'm saying? Uncle that's locked up, <laughs> been in there 20 plus years. Got friends out here, you know, suffering depression, you know, and been, you know, gone through trials and tribulations. Family members that been hooked on drugs. You understand what I'm saying? So when they do overcome and try and become triumphant, you know, and trump all of that stuff that they had to go through, and I see how it has affected them. You think I'm going to listen to music that constantly glorifies that just to get some money? No. That's why I said if something directs you, directly affects you, you're going to look at and listen to and entertain things differently than the norm. That's like cancer. I have a lot of family members that have died from cancer. So when I see a commercial or hear people that have gone through cancer or are currently battling that disease, it tugs at my heart, become empathetic. I don't want to hear about it because it brings back bad memories, you know, of seeing people go from average weight to seeing them just disappear in thin air. You know, that stuff is not nice. So when I hear this stuff that glorifies negative things and only have, only thing you have to offer is just your body parts and glorifying killing people through drugs, and also killing your brothers and sisters over stupid stuff. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. So again, it's a long way to go. And I'm not even throwing it back on, you know, people say, oh, the white man. Oh, this and that. So I ain't even talking about that no more. Because we got to work on ourselves and work on, on our community. You know, and start actually looking at each other as family. And not wanting to harm each other just because it makes us seem like a man or makes us seem like a woman. Many people don't know how to effectively communicate, which includes listening and understanding the objective and other people's viewpoint. People can have other viewpoints. Everybody can see a situation or see things the same way as you. But I know the common value is going to be respect. You're going to comprehend what I'm saying. And actually ask, is this what you mean? And not just jumping to conclusions based on how you're feeling in this, in this current 
moment. A lot of people don't like listening to people because, for one, they don't if they're not flashy or showing all this nice stuff or being associated with famous people or posting that stuff, then they don't want to listen to you because they think you don't know what you know. But the same people are really experienced fools who prey on people just like them to boost their egos and master their insecurities. But, you know, that's just, I done went off on a tangent. But this is my last point. Seems like minds and thinking capacity have reached the ceiling. Many people do not want to elevate and let go of what they think is the truth because everything up until that has been a lie. And that's a tough pill to swallow with a closed throat. And also, it's just like, you know, relationships. If a guy just got out of a long-term relationship, say one year, probably like a year and a half and two year, or two years plus, and him and his girlfriend break up or are on a hiatus, if he's found another woman... <laughs> In a week or within a two to four month time frame, more than likely she's a rebound. Or if it's a girl in this situation, the man is a rebound. Or as I call them, filibusters. As soon as that person, as soon as the person that's entertaining them, that's entertaining them, messes up or doesn't cater to them in a way that their ex used to, and things go south, he goes right back to his ex. Again, the ceiling, going back to familiarity. The woman he was in a long-term, he goes back to the woman that he was in a long-term relationship with. Why? Again, because creatures are habits. Plus, it's a confidence booster and security. And also, it could be a soul tie. More than likely, she would take him back because she's familiar with him too. It's some kind of spark that makes the birds go chirp. They'll probably convince each other that they made a mistake. Let's try to work it out. Let's try again. They'll tell each other, or one would say that the person or the people they were talking to were this and that and the devil. Both of them will make up. They'll probably be seen. They'll probably been, and the thing is, they've probably been in touch even after they separated for a short time or broke up while they were talking to the other people that they were calling devils. <laughs> then they'll move back together. They'll move back in together since both names were still on the lease. And been on lease for years, you know, the rest of its history. Y'all like that story, don't y'all? It's true, though. It's true. Y'all know it's true. And I've seen it happen many times. It's happening while I record this episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying familiarity is prevalent. And the need to feel wanted. And the need to, f- to feel wanted and needed is also an emotion some people have. If that what comforts them and makes them feel good. So since we're on the topic of relationships... Then we cover abundance and familiarity, creatures of habit, all this ties in together. Familiarity and comfort with someone you know isn't good, isn't always good for you. Um, especially if it cannot add value to you, or it's not growing you as a person, or they're not growing with you beyond the present. And also, if you're being subjected to emotional abuse, or abuse of, or any abuse of that matter, because your partner has have you has had you on an emotional roller coaster like Vivian Green. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy. Then you take your partner back because you're optimistic, a fighter, and see his or her potential when in reality you are only at the mercy of their beck and call. So if you lost your identity, self-worth is diminishing every time you return and trying to make it work when you know their traits, tendencies, 
and repetition. Going back to my points at the beginning, nothing is going to change if your partner does not see the need to change. It's not detrimental. So why? Especially if they don't see that they're the problem and they see that and they claim that you're the problem and that's why they left or that's why you left. You not this, that you not that, speaking down to you. Now that's when emotional abuse starts to set in. And you're right back at square one because not only have you been cut open again on the same wound, now your confidence is even lower. And your partner is just dragging you down even lower with them because they don't love themselves enough. Because when you love yourself more than anything and you know how that feels, you want to reciprocate that to the people that you love and care about. That's like someone who who is used to nice things as far as taking pride in their stuff and being big on cleanliness and hygiene, more than likely they will treat yourself with the same care. Someone who doesn't take pride in their stuff is nasty, leave crumbs everywhere and trash everywhere. Do you think they're really going to think even more of your stuff or treat your stuff even better? More than likely, no. So that's why I always stress to the girls, you know, I talk to, mentor, even the young guys I talk to, you know, and they ask me for advice. Um... It's important to love yourself more than anything and any man or woman you're with. And my heart goes out to the women that just get strung along by men that they love. And he can go and lead a relationship as he pleases. And they still welcome him back with open arms when he returns. And you know he's no good for you. You know that. No amount of money, status, penis, slick talking, diamonds, cars, nothing. I mean nothing is worth my self-worth and the mistreatment and disrespect i don't care my rule is you talk to me crazy you disrespect me call me out my name cuss at me or raise your voice or hand at me that'll be the last time you hear from me especially if i didn't disrespect you be nothing but good to you encouraged you didn't call you at your name attacked you or cursed at you and this is how you treat me yeah you gotta go you gotta go Because if I let that slide over something minor, it's just a matter of time my body would be your punching bag and your words would be manipulating me and abusing me to where I don't recognize myself anymore. I'm doubting myself. Now I'm dependent on you to make me feel good about myself because your words have controlled me for so long. Now you're my source of energy and reassurance. Nah. Nah. Not this woman. Not me, said the fool. Not me. And that's what I stand on. Because if I let a side of Brooke come out that many have not seen, it will it will not be nice. Hell will shake. It will shake. I don't like when I get when I let that side show. So I oftentimes take the high road because it can get ugly. Now I've let you control my emotions, which really gets under my skin. Therefore, again, if someone can't control your emotion, they don't know how to attack or respond. So it's best I just take the punches to keep rolling because it's, because I know my counterpunch is lethal. Strength isn't how hard you hit someone or attack them. Remember this. This is where people have it mixed up. Strength is restraining yourself from attacking because you know your peace is worth more than anything. Is it really worth it? No. I'm not saying be peaceful in every situation because some might need to have a heat check. But all in all, Don't take crap from nobody. No one deserves that. No man or woman. And again, for the women who take men back 
that just hurt them and are evil and have no intentions of becoming a man, even though he thinks he's one because of his age. I just hope that when that man returns, he treats that woman right. That's all I pray for when I see these situations all the time and hear about them and read about them on Twitter. It's like, if you're going back, dude, just treat her right. Because apparently she thinks enough of you for you to keep coming back for real. And that's the same, and that goes the same for women that keep hurting and using men. Just users out here. When you return, just treat that man right. If not, leave that man or woman alone and go find someone that likes playing hopscotch too. And both of y'all can go hop on and hop off like an NYC bus. And you have women out here again bragging about taking a man or getting him back. That ain't nothing to brag about. If you know he disrespected a woman he was with before he came back to you or hooked up with you, discarded her like an old pair of panties and talked to her like she was garbage, what do you think he gonna do to you? And you're okay with him doing that? I don't care if he made up the story to make himself seem like a victim. That speaks to his character. I don't believe that notion when people say, well, I'm different. Oh, I'm a different woman. You know, I'm a different woman, yada, 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 that nonsense. No, you're just different right now, baby. If that's ingrained in him and deeply rooted, just wait, that monster is going to come out. Time reveals all. It's one of my favorite quotes I meditate on. Regardless of what he says and what you want us to believe, this is who he is. And again, bragging about your pussy, penis, and money is getting old too. What else do you have to offer besides that? Me personally, honey, I need more than that. They ain't going to do nothing for me or anybody else who has substance. Beyond that wee bush and that be again, people don't change unless they want to. That's a nugget to take. No one can make anyone change. You can impact them in some areas that touches them, but change occurs in the individual when they are not satisfied with their constant state anymore. As kids, we were quick to say, stop, stay away from things we didn't like or just believe we could do anything and love ourselves. It seems like the older we became, the more afraid and neglected, the more afraid we were and neglected our self, our true self, our worth, love, and knowledge of self. Conditioned to accept anything because it could be worse. No, I'm not. I refuse. I don't care. Because it could be much better if we held people accountable, let people chase their dreams, let them be them, and not be greedy whenever it came to money, opportunities, and resources. Like, everything is scarce. It's not. That's not the mind. That's the mindset that's ingrained in today's society in the United States, and we see it with Corona. People buying just to be buying, greedy. You are not going to starve, and again, your booty and your butthole is going to be raw from all that toilet paper. <laughs> and maybe if you were watching that, washing that chicken that y'all claim the FDA said you weren't supposed to watch, this Corona would it be flapping its wings in the air? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But in closing, one nugget to feast on before I conclude this episode. If you control the emotions of people and place fears in their mind and alter information, they will always be part of your show. And that goes back to self-love. You have to truly love yourself and be abundant with it beyond tangible assets and materialistic things. At the end of the day, if we strip ourselves down to bare bones, do you really love yourself? Are you satisfied with the person you are right now and the person you will become? And if you truly love yourself, you will reach for the stars. You will give that same love back to people. You will know who you are. Because at the end of the day, once we strip everything that we have, 
down to the bare bones of our soul and our spirit and our minds are you happy with yourself and if you are happy with yourself and when you come to that place of self-love you won't tolerate any bs you will understand that you are capable of achieving anything and not only that you will want to give that same love to other people and everyone you encounter that's why i preach self-love because when all this is stripped down and we're bare bones you have nothing but yourself can you honestly say I love myself and self-love includes being patient with yourself on the journey of becoming who you are through obstacles trials valleys troughs and mountains that's all I have y'all one love be blessed and remember on a mission ain't no competition Brooke Essence. I'm logging off, y'all.